We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. All right, that was uh, Mike Zimmer. Mike, I asked you uh, during the break, you had uh, some interesting footage on uh, WCCO-TV, in case people don't know you're on there from time to time, even though my cable channel still shows Mark Rosen as a picture. Um <laughs> The Vikings, for our second year in a row, took batting practice with the Twins. I saw you had the yeah. – were you there? Yeah, I was there the last What's two years like? they did it. It's really fun It's because uh, uh, these guys really get into it. Uh, last year, Kirk Cousins and Adam Thielen were there. They went there this year. They, they, they hit the ball well. Uh, Harrison Smith is pretty good. You know, he played growing up. Yeah. Uh, but Everson Griffin steals the show, and it's it's that would have been one of the last guys that I expected. He puts a uniform on. From behind, he looks like Miguel Sano, yeah. the same look. And he really must have played baseball at a high level when he was growing up because you don't have a swing like that unless um, uh, unless you've done something. And he hits the ball. He threatens the warning track. He hits one occasionally out. Now the defensive backs, Anthony Harris, Curse, uh, they're going to have to rely on their speed because it, <laughs> it ain't happening when they when they pitch to him. Uh, uh, Eric Kendricks, they talked to. Uh, obviously, we were talking about his restructured contract at the yeah. time, but but he said that he played a lot growing up. And I would say that he made the right choice to play football. <laughs> uh, but it's really fun because you, you, yeah, they, they put their twins uniform on, or their jersey on. And, and one of the, you know how this goes, one of the coaches throws batting practice. They love it. And then they get to interact with the twins players who have questions for them. And they have questions for the twins about how they prepare for a game and all that. It's really fun to see. Yeah, it looked like big smiles all around. Yeah. You said, so no, I saw him walking away in one of your shots. Yep. I thought Kenny's Vargas. Uh, Same deal. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. yep. Sid. Uh, you had a chance to talk to Zimmer at that uh, golf tournament. Did you get, get a chance to talk to anybody else that we're going to hear from? Rudolph. Rudolph. Kyle Rudolph. Okay. What's going to happen? Rudolph with... alone. Well, you've that's, got a Kyle. That's when he, he said, I am not going to talk, take a cut. But, you know, they're not really cuts. The way that Rob Rosinski does it, they restructure con, uh, contracts, and they just get paid over more years. But the amount of money doesn't go down. They'll work out. I think they'll still work out with him. So you're pretty confident that the, one way or another, Rudolph will be here when, yeah. when the season starts. Let me ask you this. Yeah. How about those twins? Well, hold off on that because we're going to take a break and we're going to come back and talk about that right after we come back. So whatever you had, hold on to it. We're going to take a break. We'll come back. Sid wasn't involved in our Tom Kelly conversation when there's so much good to talk about the Twins. We'll get on that topic as soon as we come back. You're listening to the Sports Huddle with Sid, Dave, and Mike. We are back. We're going to be talking Gopher softball with head coach Jamie Traxel. That'll be in about five minutes. Right now, let's get back. Sid, you were going to say something about this Twins team. I would say that Seattle has the worst pitching of any team I've ever seen in the major league. <laughs> they are absolutely <laughs> brutal. And it's uh, just hard to believe any one team can have such lousy pitching and be so lousy overall in Seattle. All right, Mike, don't jump in here. i got to ask it. Sid, you're the only person in our audience who saw Major League Baseball during World War II when all the, all the players were in their service. Are you telling me that Seattle pitching is worse than the pitching was in Major League Baseball during World War II? 
Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> hey, Mike, how can you survive with one or two pitches? Tom Kelly was hinting at that. In this day and age of twins, I mean, we both talked. Buxton absolutely knew what was coming. You were going to fool him because he didn't throw anything hard enough to, and, and Buxton's dialed in now. And I, I keep looking at this lineup, and I'm going, if I'm an opposing pitcher, you, know, you always pick your places. Who are you going to pick? I don't know. I mean, Polanco's just fantastic. He's going to be an all-star, you know. Rosario's hot and cold. When he's hot, you don't want to face him. Crone's uh, been off the charts. Gonzalez is good. Now, now Sano's back. And I'll tell you this, I mean, I don't know what, how it's going to play out for him, but he sure is scary looking in a batter's box, isn't yeah. he? <laughs> if you're a pitcher. And, and you know the crew's. It's just waiting about three more Cruz days. Cruz is waiting Cruz to come back, back, and Garber's been unbelievable. Now he's, I mean, they, they just, I've never, I, I can't recall anything that even compares to this. Sid, do you ever remember any better production from the catching spot than this Minnesota Twins team has right now? No kidding. Castro, nobody expected him to hit like he's hitting. He has some kind of a record. He was up seven times, and he got seven home runs. Home run every seven at-bats. Yeah, home run, uh, 49 at-bats, seven home runs. Uh, my Roosevelt math tells me that's one every seven at-bats. But Garver has got the same stats. And Ostadio, as a catcher, has they, similar stats. And they don't have Garver. They get Garver back. That was a tough, tough break. When he got hurt, yeah, yeah but but this, if, if, they're tough breaks. But right now they can. I mean, Nelson Cruz they can endure just about anything right now. The way they're swinging the bat, yeah, that was it. better than Mitterwald and Ruff back in the day. Oh, yeah, it's close. But uh, <laughs> I think, yeah, Sid. One thing before we break, Go ahead. I think baseball overall is worse than it's ever been. We're I talking about that. Yeah. Go, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Huh? I was just going to say, is part of that that we're seeing the Twins clobber all these teams? And so we it think that, it. as opposed no to when they're down, there's no real great team. I well, think Houston. The Yankees got 13 guys yeah. on the injured, injured list, and they're in the first place in, the, in their league. Well, Houston is a pretty good team, Sid. Houston, I think, is, is almost a great team. And right now, the Twins are one of the best teams in baseball. We need to take a break because we want to talk go for softball, and we've got a limited window. We can do that. Coach Jamie Traxel coming up after this break. Sports Huddle, Sid, Dave, and Mike. All right, going to change the subject just a little bit. We're going to go from baseball to softball. One of the really good stories in town is the performance of the University of Minnesota women's softball team. They got a seventh seed. They lived up to it yesterday. Made it a little bit dramatic. Made the fans wait, the sellout crowd wait a little bit, but they beat Georgia. We're talking to Jamie Traxel right now. Jamie, uh, how much attention are you paying to the weather today? It looks like it could be a big factor. Yeah, um, you know, this whole region we knew was going to have some weather, you know, um, implications just with the forecast. And, you know, it's just part of our sport, and we'll deal with, it, deal with it as it comes. We have a lot of seniors on this team. Hello? Jamie, the question was, uh, I want to know if you have a lot of seniors on this team. We have four seniors. Um, Maddie Houlihan, who's in right field. Allie Arneson, our starting shortstop. Uh, Sid Smith, who's one of our pitchers. And Taylor Chell, who's uh, a hitter for us. I was out there the other day watching you guys practice. It's really fun to watch the pitchers work out. Uh, because you realize how they snap it and how hard they throw. Uh, Sidney yeah. Smith is, and you got Pfizer, obviously. How do you split that up when somebody's hot, when somebody's pitching as well as Pfizer? How, how do you try to get innings or manage through a tournament? Yeah, I think sometimes it's matchup, and um, and that's actually a big part of it. You know, Pfizer's our number one pitcher, State is number two. They're very, they're very different, so they complement each other. And, you know, both of them are very unselfish and have a great relationship. And so, 
they know that what each other offers and they're also very comfortable splitting gains and um, because they know they offset each other. And so, you know, a big part of it is, is the matchup and then who's fresh and how to order, how to use them in combination with each other. Jamie, did Mark Coyle, was he smart in getting extra insurance for all those dents you're putting in the football facility? <laughs> um, well, you know, I hope he has to do, uh, I hope he has to worry about a couple more of them today. That would be great. So, um, you know, I don't know that he would have to complain and, you know, we do need to get our bats going a little bit today. And the one thing about this team is that we've been, we've been able to win different ways throughout the entire year, obviously starting with our pitching staff because they've been so consistent for us all year. Um, our defense has played very well to keep us in games and then our offense has won us games and sometimes been the reason that we're winning and uh, we've we've been winning with pitching and defense the last couple of weeks and we're ready for our offense to kind of break through like they have most of conference and so um, if we can put another dent or two in that building this afternoon that would be great. Yeah, I had an interesting talk with Matty Houlihan the other day about where you find players. And explain the landscape of softball. You get some from Minnesota, et cetera, but there's club softball, there's high school softball. Where do you go to find players? Are you looking for the summer circuit all-stars, or what do you do? You know, you're always open to it. I think, you know, our sport has become so big, and, and that's a credit to the popularity of it. Um you know, but you always want to make sure that you're taking care of your local recruiting and you need to get the best players in your home state wanting to, to grow up and, and come to Minnesota and be a gopher. And then you want to win your region. So if you can expand your home state and, and win some of the best players in your region, I think that's always your foundation for any successful program. And then it's really where your contacts are, your resources and, and connections. And so, you know, the way our staff is, we've all been around the business for a while and um you know we have most of the country kind of kind of covered in terms of our teams the organizations we go to but you know a lot of that recruiting piece does happen in the summer with the travel ball teams um and so i think local recruiting can be a combination of high school and travel where once you once you get outside like your foundation and you know your region kids you're looking into the travel ball organization who's been in the biggest stars on this team all season Two or three yeah. players? Yeah, you know, I think you got to start in the circle. And, and Pfizer being a number one pitcher, you have to put her there. She's she's had a tremendous season for us, and she's given us a chance to win every game that she's pitched. And when she has the ball, we believe that we can beat anybody. And um, I think it goes to our top four hitters. You know, Maddie Houlihan, who's a Minnesota kid. We just kind of say she's Minnesota softball. And, and McKenna Partain, our second baseman. Hope Brandner, who comes from California, who's, you know, leads our team with 19 home runs right now. And, and then Natalie Dan Hartog, who's a freshman. She's a top 10 finalist for freshman of the year and then throughout the country. And um, she leads our team in RBIs, and she has 16 home runs just shy behind Hope Brandner. So those four consistently have performed for us and kind of led the way. We're talking about Jamie Trax, a gopher uh, uh, softball coach. Jamie, a two-part question here. First of all, uh, you got one of the hardest tickets in town. Is there any way to expand seating? Have you had talks with uh, Mark Cole anything about, I mean, because you've got some extension possibilities, it looks like, down the line, and it is so hard to get in and see your team. So first talk to that, if you would. And then secondly, I recall a conversation with Mark Coyle some time ago when he lost their softball coach to Stanford, said he made some calls to people who's, uh, who he trusted and respected. One of those calls went to you, and you had an interesting suggestion for who might be the next coach. Yeah, um, I think I just talk about the seating, you know, we're, you know, they're always open to it. I think any administration is always open and willing and wanting to do everything they can to, 
to fill their stadiums. And um, we've added some standing room only in the outfield. That is an area that you could potentially expand. Um, there's obviously limited area out there, um, but that is something that we'll look into. And I know that they've talked about it as well, but we do for this comp or for this regional tournament have some like standing remotely. It's cool because you can actually see the fans out there. So it kind of cool, creates a cool ambiance, you know, kind of surrounding, surrounding the field. And it's hard to build out because of, you know, what's around us. So you, you might have to build up, but you know, that's a topic of conversation all the time. And, and our fans are making it, you know, an interesting topic because when they show up, it makes you try to be as creative as possible to get as many people in there that are supporting this program as possible. And then the second part of the question about uh, your uh, conversation with Mark Coyle. Uh, what was the question? Well, I, I was under the impression that he called you asking for suggestions about who might make a great coach, and you had one in mind, and he was already on the phone with her. Was yeah, um, I kind of thought that's what he was asking. So <laughs> um, I kind of I feel like he was baiting me into the answer, and so not um, Mark. I, no. Yeah, I passed the test. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're glad you did, Mike. You got in North Dakota State. You were there fourteen years. You got a chance to go through something that few do, and that was watching the evolution as you went to Division One and and going through that. I mean, and Fargo has just flourished obviously in sports uh, since they since they took that task on but that that's a rare opportunity what, what did you gain from that and how interesting was that yeah it was I, and probably unless you ever lived through something like that or coached through it or you know what your profession is it's hard to describe and um, to go from kind of being the top dog in one world and you know, having won a division two national championship at NDSU and being in the national tournament four or five years and then the transition to Division One, besides its own challenges, to the next level, there's a five-year transition period where you're not you weren't you're not eligible to go to postseason, and so, you know, to go through and ask kids to come play for you to sacrifice sacrifice years of eligibility for, you know, nothing or one or two years of being able to make postseason, like, um, and they did that. You know, we went after kids. They believed in a vision and the players that were there because we believe people build programs and. We got the right kids and the right mentality. And, um, you know, I think that's one of the hardest, most nerve-wracking, I think, conference tournament regionals we've ever been in because there was five years of expectation sitting on that 2019. I mean, five years came down to, like, that one weekend and then one day. And um, for those kids that were able to win that conference tournament, get to the regionals, upset Oklahoma, who's ranked seventh and seeded seventh, and go, it's hard to describe. I mean, I can't really. And... I think grateful is a word both Darren and I would use to those kids because of everything that they sacrificed for that program. And little did they know, you know, how many years later that they really set the foundation for NDSU softball and all the success that were, was to follow. And so I'm um, proud to have been part of it. I think that's bonded me and Darren forever and 14 years together. He's a special, he's a, he's an incredible man and he's a special guy to me. Always will be. And, you know, we were able to create, lifelong memories and lasting relationships that I know are still and will continue to be special in our lives for, for a long time. Have you had a good recruiting class this year? Some good players like, uh, <laughs> coming back uh, uh, help you next season? Well, we're to focus on this season since it's not done yet, but, uh, you know, we're excited about every recruit that, believes that this is a place they want to experience their collegiate careers, and that's um, coming here to wear maroon and gold and be prideful and be part of a program that focuses uh, focuses on being bigger, being part of something bigger than yourself. And so, um, you know, I think recruiting is always ongoing, and 
And um, you're never going to turn down good players, and you're always actively seeking them. But we're proud of the kids that are committed and excited for them to be here. Jamie, we appreciate you being, being on with us this morning, Sid. Okay. Thanks for having me, you guys. Rachel, for being on this show, we'll get you a certificate to merge the best merge, best say in town. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, you guys. Stay dry and stay warm today. Yeah, Thanks, good Jamie. luck this afternoon, Jamie. All right, Thanks. go for uh, uh, go for a softball. That's the one you want to keep your eye on this afternoon. It's going to be depend on the weather. And remember, this game before they get a chance to play. All right, we'll be back with more right after this. Sports Huddle, Sid, Dave, and Mike. Well, they were not much mistaking uh, what uh, Kyle Rudolph's uh, position is on, but I don't think anybody's surprised. He wants it to work out. He wants to stay. I got to tell you, I was out at the golf tournament talking to Kyle as well, and he has really handled – this has been a clinic in handling something above board. Uh, he he stands up there and takes the questions, and he says, I understand this is a business. It doesn't matter how many good things I've done for charity. There's a salary cap. There's a number, et cetera, et cetera. I want to be with the Vikings, but I also understand that it doesn't always work out. And he, if you could PR and, and show how to handle a situation, he's handled it better than anybody that I've ever seen in terms of understanding, you know, the big picture versus what he wants. Sid. Here's your problem. Other clubs might not pay him that money either. So he, uh, yeah. he might not be able to get the salary that he wants. And uh, I, I think he'll work. Rob Brzezinski always works taking it out, and they'll work it out. They were worked out that uh, got the number one, one draft, draft choice signed. Yeah, yeah. Um, the the one thing that you you know you just hear murmurs. You don't know if there's any truth to it, but I'm sure he knows more than we do. Is would New England have an interest with Gronkowski? Right, going. You know, and and I'm sure that it's not just about is there an option, but what would the numbers be? And I'm sure that he has probably a pretty good idea. I, I would guess so too. That's it. They will miss him if he out there. He really a big leader on this team. They love him, and I just think they got to find a way to sign him. One of the options they've got, obviously, they they went high in the draft for a tight end. They drafted Irv Smith. Sid caught up with him, and we're going to hear that interview a little bit later. But he's going to be a promising tight end. But Kyle Rudolph, major producer for this team, and and Mike, listening to that interview, when I mean, you talk about taking the high road, uh, the, I, they could tape that and they could play it for football players and agents as the way to handle it. Yeah, for sure. And and the you know, the, the thing of it is, and Kyle knows this too, and, and Mike Zimmer knows this is, uh, do you want a bunch of new pieces on the offensive line, and then Irv Smith, God bless him, but do you, do you want to throw all that on his plate in terms of recognizing defenses? Does that, you know, are, you, I think Zimmer really wants Rudolph back there. Yeah, and uh, you know, and maybe there's a place for both of them. With uh, oh, for sure, you know, yeah, Kubiak you can play both. In the yeah. changing offenses in the National Football League, a two tight end threat. One of them with the ability to go downfield, that would be Smith. I, I think it, it's some interesting thing. I'm very confident Sid, that they're going to get this figured out. Yeah, I do think so. It's, uh, they got time uh, to to do it, and uh, people are talking to, uh, to the Patriots. Patriots have signed four tight ends, uh, and they don't need any tight end. Well, they, they need one to replace one of the greatest yeah, tight ends. Yeah, and, and, and Rudolph would be an easy replacement for anybody because he's a smart, astute guy. 
I'm going to give the phone numbers here, guys. Let's. Uh, I, I have a feeling that our audience wants to talk Twins baseball. They could certainly talk Kyle Rudolph, Vikings, well, go for softball, whatever they want to. But we've got a little bit of time here. We're pretty busy in the 11 o'clock hour, but we don't have a guest now until 11 o'clock. So let's get, let's open up the phone lines, hear what people have to say. The number to call during this break is 651-989-9226. Remember, for the last three weeks, now that's also our text number, so you will have that option if you'd rather do a text. But we'd, we'd just as soon talk to you. It's fun to hear the voices on the air. 651 651- one nine eight nine nine two two six. Back after this sports huddle, said Dave and Mike. All right, we are back. We've had a number of calls and done uh, some research trying to figure out what's the most likely starting time for that Gopher softball game this afternoon. Remember, this is totally weather-driven today. The scheduled start time is approximately 3 o'clock, depending on A, the weather, and B, the length of the first game. There are There's a game before the Gopher game, and then the Gophers will play the winner of that game, tentatively scheduled for 3 o'clock. People say, is it on TV? To the best of our knowledge, it's on ESPN3, which is more a computer channel than you will find on your TV, but with them moving around to different sites, depending on weather, I would at least check out the ESPNs uh, in, in case the, one of them picks it up because of bad weather elsewhere. All right, the phone numbers again. We have one open line, 651-989-9226. It looks like they may be ringing right now, so you've done your job. We promise to go to the callers. Let's go in the order in which we receive them. That means, Nick and Stillwater, you're first. Go ahead, Nick. Hey, guys. Uh, uh, good morning. Good morning. Uh, morning. Good morning. I wanted to call out and see what you guys' thoughts are on uh, the hype on the Twins. You know, you turn on every TV channel there is, and you don't hear anything about them. It's all about the Astros and the Dodgers and all the big-name teams, you know. When do you think it'll set in that the Twins are a a team that's going to make a push? And I don't know. What are you guys' thoughts on that? Mike? You're not going to admit it. Locally, we do a ton of it for on television. So uh, I, I know you're talking about the national scene, but I really don't care if they do or don't. It's how well they play, and they're going to become a darling story that you can't miss. When you're a small market team and you hit home runs like this, you're going to be off the charts. And uh, uh, I think a little bit about uh, uh, with the, twi- you know, the the look at Milwaukee. Milwaukee last year got hot. And uh, and they were a small market team that did a lot of good things. And I look at the Milwaukee Bucks right now and what they're doing in the Eastern Conference Finals, and you go, oh yeah, you need that to happen to remind people that it is possible. But I, I think I think the Twins are going to be the story of Minnesota for June, July, and August minimum, and then uh, they're going to be a huge national story because Dave, we were talking about before the separation between the good and the bad. They're not going to be many teams to cover here pretty soon because it's only going to be a handful that are in it. Yeah, you know, we're going to see some interesting things. One is they've essentially changed the the trade deadline. It used to be August was Mm -hmm. a big one. That's now been July, and there's a lot of the online speculation with so many teams doing so poorly. It's going to be really interesting what happens to player movement, and player movement may begin earlier, but I think the stronger gets stronger in a week. The week are who they are, and you look at how the Twins have done. Twins haven't played Kansas City yet. I mean, they, they haven't nope. played the White Sox yet. They played the White Sox yet. <laughs> I mean, the, you know. The, the unbalanced the, schedule, yeah, my the gosh. Over, yeah, the over-under right now is like 93 wins for the, the Twins. Wins I'm not that. a betting person. I'd go higher I would do. Uh, than that. I think they've got a chance to do all better and maybe even significantly better. There are no glaring weaknesses. Sid, the question was, I think the caller wanted to know, do you think there will come a time when the national media will catch on to what's happening with this Minnesota Twins baseball team? Get excited about them? Yeah, well, nationally, because right now it's kind of a local phenomenon. At this point, they're not too excited. Some people are doing it. The Internet is doing some things about him, saying uh, knock Cleveland down, 
and b- built the twins up. I've seen some of that. Well, you're my internet guru, so if it's happening, yeah, I mean, that's where I, I turn to. All right, let's. Also, I'm going to turn to another caller here, but that was that was a good opening question. You're doing a nice job. The phone lines are filling up. Good job. Uh, we go next to Bill in Minneapolis. Bill, what's on your mind this morning? And thanks for calling. Guys, as someone who's old school baseball, could you do me a favor? The next time you have manager Baldelion, ask him what the team jewelry policy is. I saw Miguel Sano run last night. I didn't know if it was Snoop Dogg or a baseball player. Harmon Killebrew is rolling over in his grave. I'll hang up and listen. You know, I don't think Harmon's rolling over in his grave at all. Harmon was pretty good about changing with the times, even though he retired in 1975. It's today's baseball player. I think the Twins are much more concerned about his his batting eye and his stroke than they are his jewelry. And let us not forget, Major League Baseball is taking a long, hard look at how we bring the younger fan into the game, and that's why they've they created promotions around celebrations, which we would have thought would have created a, you know chin music. And now they're trying to kind of – they're not going all out on this, but they're trying to kind of tweak it a little bit, this creativity, this individuality. And, you know, I think it's working. You look around the stadium, there are younger people there. I was commenting during the break, we were out for dinner almost every night this week with friends, some of whom I would classify at best as casual fans – Sit in answer to that question we had earlier. Locally, it's caught on. I mean, you can't go anywhere without people, maybe people you don't even expect to say, wow, I started watching the Twins game last night. I didn't realize it was 11-15, but it was so much fun. I wanted to see if they'd get to 20 runs. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, I think it's, uh, it's a phenomenon that's local, but it's about to spread. Let's go uh, get yeah, one more call in this segment. Let's go uh, semi-local. Let's go to Jim and Blaine. Hi, Jim. What's on your mind? Yeah, good morning. About go for softball. Yeah. So I was wondering, I know it's not up to you guys, but every time you turn on ESPN, they have every team but Minnesota. Why can't we get Minnesota instead of watching Michigan? Well, Mike, you, you ought to see the plan that they have to lay out for, for their softball coverage on ESPN and their two channels that they use. It's weather-driven, who's going to be eliminated, who's going to win-win. And so that's why they set up ESPN3. They, they, can, they can activate that any time they want if they need a game. But it's so complicated and it's so driven by uh, different regions of the country and who's playing when. Uh, it's not a big audience thing nationally. Uh, it, it's their programming this time of year. But it's a very complicated formula that they have to adhere to. Yeah, but Mike, you're not talking about the fact that we we keep under the table. There is a national conspiracy against all oh, Minnesota, Minnesota teams. Minnesota yep. teams and we don't talk. Well, about we've it. hit on both of them: the uh, Twins and softball. Now, now softball's <laughs> finding out what it's really like, isn't it? Yeah, take that, fans. We're gonna have to go to break here. You know, we're gonna do the next segment because we haven't got gone through half the calls. But that did open up two phone lines. If you want to call us during this break, six five one nine eight nine. Nine two two six. I can tell you, our management likes it when we find these opportunities to hear from you. So make our management happy. Call us during the break. We'll talk to you right after this. Sports Huddle. Sid, Dave, and Mike. All right. Wow, you've done a great job. You filled the phone lines. You also have done a nice job on text messages. And that first text message happens to be for you, Sid. It said, Sid, you've been involved with the NBA since the formation of the league. Do you ever recall anyone you think was a better outside shooter than Steph Curry? No way. He's absolutely... And do you think that the Timberwolves could have had him if the great Dave uh, what's your David Kahn Kahn didn't screw up? I mean, can you imagine what he would have done here if he was here? Well, he uh, said he, he didn't want to play here, but they could have worked this thing out. Yeah, I'll tell you, Durant's not too far back. He he's a pretty good shooter too. 
Yeah, no doubt about it. And, you know, well, we got a neighboring state. We got a lot of listeners in Milwaukee. How about a shout out for what's happening with that Milwaukee basketball team? Ooh. I think they're so fun to watch. I heard Van Gundy say that said, Milwaukee's the best team. Yeah. There's no question who the best team is. It's Milwaukee. Now, whether or not they win it or not, it's another thing, but he says they're the best team. And, and it really is good for Minnesota to see that because that, that's where you get hope. No question about Sid. What's interesting is uh, uh, Thompson. Is a free agent after Clay? this year. Yeah, Think he'll come here? And so is Durant. Maybe he'll come. Well, maybe package him. Boy, you picked those guys up. We're competitive I think, right, right away. <laughs> I think one of them will go to the Lakers. Well, every year I think some free agent uh, will go to the Lakers. They got a LeBron, somebody or other, uh, went there recently. It didn't quite work out yet the way they're hoping. All right, well, we got, we got to get these callers. Who's been on hold the longest? Audrey. Audrey in Columbia Heights. Go ahead, Audrey. Thanks for your call. Go. Oh. Whoa, do we can, can I throw one more at you quickly yeah, that ahead. I heard well, this week? Uh, a couple calls. of players I know uh, from the Wolves would like management to take a good look at Ricky Rubio. No kidding. Yeah, and, right. and you'd have to move Teague, but believe me. It's only they, $19 million. I mean, Yeah. Not that much need. But, but a lot of players would love to see Rubio come back. Interesting scoop. Did, uh, am I understand that Audrey's back? Oh, Audrey's gone. All right, let's go to line, uh, let's go to line one. Bob in Plymouth. Go ahead, Bob. Yeah, good morning, fellas. Yeah, you're on. I'm calling about Rudolph about the not signing him, yeah. which I think is totally ridiculous. Why they, they're even talking about it? They spent all that money on uh, quarterback Cousins. They always talk talk about he likes to play, throw it to, uh, to tight ends all the time. And Rudolph could never run with the after he, he, he caught the ball. He's, he's been playing on that team for what eight nine years, and all of a sudden they can't sign him because of money. They can do what they want. Whatever they want to do, they will do. And if they don't sign Rudolph, then they'll have a, a cousin will have a, an excuse because of a, they don't have a, a decent, well-established tight end. All right, appreciate, yeah, appreciate your thoughts on that. I think we're a one mind that they're going to find a way to get it done with Rudolph. Now, do I see Audrey uh, is back? We we lost her again. Audrey, you need a better phone. I don't know what's going on. Audrey, all right, she's gone again. Let's go to Jim in Detroit Lakes. Can we do that in line two? Jim there? Uh, good morning. Yep, go ahead. Got a, uh, this would be a quite good question to ask Tom Kelly when he was on earlier. Okay. Um, when runners slide into second base, uh, you know, we were always taught as infielders uh, to just tag the bag. Uh, the, the runner has to obviously touch the bag in order to be safe, but you see so many infielders uh, touching the player or it seems like they'd have a few moments to, you know, just put the uh glove on the bag rather than try to touch the runner and the runner ends up safe by, you know, touching their thigh up in their waist area. I mean, it, it just seems like a quick move. I mean, Javi Baez for Chicago is uh, probably a prime example of how he gets runners out by just quick flick uh, and glove on the bag. Mike, I'm going to turn to you now, and I've got an, an answer to that, too. I, I assume he's talking about when they're stealing? Because yeah, a force out, yeah. obviously, right. you just touch the bag. Yeah. And you're saying just bring it down to the base as opposed to trying to find uh, a body part, a calf, a thigh, or something like that. And most of what he's talking about, I think, occurs when the throw's on the first base side and the, and the, yeah. the second baseman or shortstop is just trying to do the best of catching the ball and then putting the glove yeah, down yeah, wherever yeah. he is as quickly as he can and whatever body part happens to be there. Yeah, and, as opposed to just going for the base. Yeah, I, think okay. that, I think that's still taught to do what he called yeah. the right way, and he's, he's probably uh, correct about that. All right, I'm a little uh, – where do we go? Audrey, Audrey, I don't know what happened. Go ahead. Hi, I Hi. just got hung up on twice. <laughs> well, we, we apologize. Go That's ahead. That's okay. Say, um, when the Los Angeles Angels were here, 
I was watching the games, and I just, I really got disturbed by how they could hit between the shift. <laughs> they sure could. Yeah, we were row two <laughs> behind home plate um, for that game. Do the Twins practice that? And I'll hang up and listen. Thank you. Uh, Mike, go ahead, but I think yeah, I know your answer. Uh, it, it's pretty hard to practice that, but I'll say that you've got experienced hitters. Uh, like pool holes that can drag twice. their bat and, and move around a little bit. But I've never seen a game where, I, I don't remember, Dave, maybe 18 hits and you get beat. Yeah, right. That's, that's what the Angels did there. They had 18 Four hits. or five beat the shift. But the statistics still go with the shift. Uh, but when you've got an experienced hitter like Pujols, who absolutely backed off on his swing, softened the swing, and punched the ball on 14 hops to the infield of the right and, side. And I think you'll see more of that now because now we're a couple years into this, so players are starting to counter it. Rosario's bunt for a yep, base hit the week exactly. before. It was, it was a thing of beauty. All right, I'm getting the signal we're out of time. This was so much fun. We're going to look at the maybe restructuring things a little bit in the 11 o'clock hour. I will tell you when it's time to call in the 11 o'clock hour. We'll give you a chance to get lined up again, but we didn't come near getting through all the phone calls. For us, this is a fun part, and we will make an effort to do it again. For right now, you've been listening to the Sports Auto with Sid, Dave, and Mike. It's hard to describe. I mean, I can't really in. I think grateful is a word both Darren and I would use to those kids because of everything that they sacrificed for that program. And little did they know, you know, how many years later that they really set the foundation for NDSU softball and all the success that was to follow. And so I'm proud to have been part of it. I think that's bonded me and Darren forever and 14 years together. He's a special, he's a, he's an incredible man and he's a special guy to me, always will be. And, you know, we were able to create, lifelong memories and lasting relationships that I know are still and will continue to be special in our lives for, for a long time. Have you had a good recruiting class this year? Some good players like, uh, <laughs> coming back uh, uh, help you next season? Well, we're to focus on this season since it's not done yet. But, uh, you know, we're excited about every recruit that, believes that this is a place they want to experience their collegiate careers, and that's um, coming here to wear maroon and gold and be prideful and be part of a program that focuses uh, focuses on being bigger, being part of something bigger than yourself. And so, um, you know, I think recruiting is always ongoing, and, and um, you're never going to turn down good players, and you're always actively seeking them. But we're proud of the kids that are committed and excited for them to be here. Jamie, we appreciate you being, being on with us this morning, Sid. Okay. Thanks for having me, you guys. Rachel, for being on this show, we'll get you a certificate to merge the best merge, best site in town. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, you guys. Stay dry and stay warm today. Yeah, Thanks, good Jamie. luck this afternoon, Jamie. All right, Thanks. go for uh, uh, go for a softball. That's the one you want to keep your eye on this afternoon. It's going to be depend on the weather and remember this game before they get a chance to play. All right, we'll be back with more right after this. Sports Huddle, Sid, Dave, and Mike. Well, there was not much mistaking uh, what uh, Kyle Rudolph's uh, position is on, but I don't think anybody's surprised. He wants it to work out. He wants to stay. I got to tell you, I was out at the golf tournament talking to Kyle as well, and he has really handled – this has been a clinic in handling something above board. Uh, he, he stands up there and takes the questions, and he says, I understand this is a business. It doesn't matter how many good things I've done for charity. There's a salary cap. There's a number, et cetera, et cetera. I want to be with the Vikings, but I also understand that it doesn't always work out. And he, if you could PR and, and show how to handle a situation, he's handled it better than anybody that I've ever seen in terms of understanding, you know, the big picture versus what he wants. Sid. Here's a problem. Other clubs might not pay him that money either. So he, uh, yeah. he might not be able to get the salary that he wants. And uh, I, I think he'll work, 
Rob Brzezinski always works Stephen Allen, and they'll work it out. They worked out that uh, number, the number one, one draft, draft choice sign. Yeah, yeah. Um, the the one thing that you you know you just hear murmurs. You don't know if there's any truth to it, but I'm sure he knows more than we do. Is would New England have an interest with Gronkowski? Right. Going, you know, and and I'm sure that it's not just about is there an option, but what would the numbers be? And I'm sure that he has probably a pretty good idea. I, I would guess so too. That's it. They will miss him if he not there. He really a big leader on this team. They love him, and I just think they gotta find a way to sign him. One of the options they've got, obviously, they they went high in the draft for a tight end. They drafted Irv Smith. Sid caught up with him, and we're going to hear that interview a little bit later. But he's going to be a promising tight end. But Kyle Rudolph, major producer for this team. And, and Mike, listening to that interview, I mean, you talk about taking the high road. Uh, the, I, they could tape that, and they could play it for football players and agents as the way to handle it. Yeah, for sure. And, and the, you know, the, the thing of it is, and I'm, Kyle knows this too, and, and Mike Zimmer knows this, is uh, do you want a bunch of new pieces on the offensive line and then – Irv Smith, God bless him, but do you, do you want to throw all that on his plate in terms of recognizing defenses? Does that, you know, I think Zimmer really wants Rudolph back there. Yeah, and uh, you know, and maybe there's a place for both of them. With uh, oh, for sure, uh, you know, yeah, Kubiak he can play both. In the but changing yeah. offenses in the National Football League, a two tight end threat, one of them with the ability to go downfield, that would be Smith. I, I think it's, it's some interesting thing. I'm very confident Sid, that they're going to get this figured out. Yeah, I do think so. It's, uh, they got time uh, to to do it, and uh, people are talking to, uh, to the Patriots. Patriots have signed four tight ends, uh, and they don't need any tight ends. Well, they they need one to replace one of the greatest yeah, tight ends and, in and, history. Yeah, and Rudolph football. would be an easy replacement for anybody because he's a smart, astute guy. I'm going to give the phone numbers here, guys. Let's. Uh, I, I have a feeling that our audience wants to talk Twins baseball. They could certainly talk Kyle Rudolph, Vikings, we'll go for softball, whatever they want to. But we've got a little bit of time here. We're pretty busy in the 11 o'clock hour, but we don't have a guest now until 11 o'clock. So let's, get, let's open up the phone lines, hear what people have to say. The number to call during this break is 651-989-9226. Remember, for the last three weeks, now that's also our text number, so you will have that option if you'd rather do a text. But we'd, we'd just as soon talk to you. It's fun to hear the voices on the air. 651 651- one nine eight nine nine two two six. Back after this sports huddle, said Dave and Mike. All right, we are back. We have had a number of calls and done uh, some research trying to figure out what's the most likely starting time for that Gopher softball game this afternoon. Remember, this is totally weather-driven today. The scheduled start time is approximately 3 o'clock, depending on A, the weather, and B, the length of the first game. There are There's a game before the Gopher game, and then the Gophers will play the winner of that game, tentatively scheduled for 3 o'clock. People say, is it on TV? To the best of our knowledge, it's on ESPN3, which is more a computer channel than you will find on your TV, but with them moving around to different sites, depending on weather, I would at least check out the ESPNs uh, in, in case the, one of them picks it up because of bad weather elsewhere. All right, the phone numbers again. We have one open line, 651-989-9226. It looks like they may be ringing right now, so you've done your job. We promise to go to the callers. Let's go in the order in which we receive them. That means, Nick and Stillwater, you're first. Go ahead, Nick. Hey, guys. Uh, good morning. Good morning. Uh, good morning. I wanted to call out and see what you guys' thoughts are on uh, the hype on the Twins. You know, you turn on every TV channel there is, and you don't hear anything about them. It's all about the Astros and the Dodgers and all the big-name teams, you know. 
when do you think it'll set in that the Twins are a, a team that's going to make a push? And I don't know. What are you guys' thoughts on that? Mike? You're not going to mention locally. We do a ton of it for on television. So uh, I, I know you're talking about the national scene, but I really don't care if they do or don't. It's how well they play, and they're going to become a darling story that you can't miss. When you're a small market team and you hit home runs like this, you're going to be off the charts. And uh, uh, I think a little bit about uh, uh, with the twin. You know, the, the look at Milwaukee. Milwaukee last year got hot, and uh, and they were a small market team that did a lot of good things. And I look at the Milwaukee Bucks right now, what they're doing in the Eastern Conference Finals, and you go, oh yeah. You need that to happen to remind people that it is possible. But I, I think I think the Twins are going to be. The story of Minnesota for June, July, and August minimum, and then uh, they're going to be a huge national story because, Dave, we were talking about before, the separation between the good and the bad. There are not going to be many teams to cover here pretty soon because it's only going to be a handful that are in it. Yeah, you know, we're going to see some interesting things. One is they've essentially changed the the trade deadline. It used to be August was mm-hmm. a big one. That's now been July, and there's all, a lot of the online speculation with so many teams doing so poorly. It's going to be really interesting what happens to player movement, and player movement may begin earlier, but I think this, the stronger gets stronger in a week. The week are who they are, and you look at how the Twins have done. Twins haven't played Kansas City yet. I mean, they, they haven't nope. played the White Sox yet. <laughs> the White Sox yet. I mean, the, you know. The, the unbalanced the, schedule, yeah, my over, gosh. Yeah, the over-under right now is like 93 wins for the, the Twins. Wins I'm not that. a betting person. I'd go higher I would do. Uh, than that. I think they've got a chance to do all better and maybe even significantly better. There are no glaring weaknesses. Sid, the question was, I think the caller wanted to know, do you think there will come a time when the national media will catch on to what's happening with this Minnesota Twins baseball team? Get excited about them? Yeah, well, nationally, because right now it's kind of a local phenomenon. At this point, they're not too excited. Some people are doing it. The Internet is doing some things about him, saying uh, knock Cleveland down and b- built the Twins up. I've seen some of that. Well, you're my Internet guru, so if it's happening, yeah, I mean, that's where I, I turn to. All right, let's – also, I'm going to turn to another caller here. But that was, that was a good opening question. You're doing a nice job. The phone lines are filling up. Good job. Uh, we go next to Bill in Minneapolis. Bill, what's on your mind this morning? And thanks for calling. Guys, as someone who's old-school baseball, could you do me a favor? The next time you have manager Baldelli on, ask him what the team jewelry policy is. I saw Miguel Sano run last night. I didn't know if it was Snoop Dogg. Or a baseball player. Harmon Killebrew is rolling over in his grave. I'll hang up and listen. You know, I don't think Harmon's rolling over in his grave at all. Harmon was pretty good about changing with the times, even though he retired in 1975. It's today's baseball player. I think the Twins are much more concerned about his his batting eye and his stroke than they are his jewelry. And let us not forget, Major League Baseball is taking a long, hard look at how we bring the younger fan into the game, and that's why they've they created promotions around celebrations, which we would have thought would have created a, you know, chin music. And now they're trying to kind of – they're not going all out on this, but they're trying to kind of tweak it a little bit, this creativity, this individuality. And, you know, I think it's working. You look around the stadium, there are younger people there. I was commenting during the break, we were out for dinner almost every night this week with friends, some of whom I would classify at best as casual fans – Sit in answer to that question we had earlier. Locally, it's caught on. I mean, you can't go anywhere without people, maybe people you don't even expect to say, wow, I started watching the Twins game last night. I didn't realize it was 11-15, but it was so much fun. I wanted to see if they'd get to 20 runs. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, I think it's, uh, it's a phenomenon that's local, but it's about to spread. Let's go uh, get yeah, one more call in this segment. Let's go uh, semi-local. Let's go to Jim and Blaine. Hi, Jim. What's on your mind? Yeah, good morning. It's about gopher softball. Yeah. 
So I was wondering, I know it's not up to you guys, but every time you turn on ESPN, they have every team but Minnesota. Why can't we get Minnesota instead of watching Michigan? Well, Mike, you, you ought to see the plan that they have to lay out for, for their softball coverage on ESPN and their two channels that they use. It's weather-driven, who's going to be eliminated, who's going to win-win. And so that's why they set up ESPN3. They, they, can, they can activate that any time they want if they need a game. But it's so complicated and it's so driven by uh, different regions of the country and who's playing when. Uh, it's not a big audience thing nationally. Uh, it, it's their programming this time of year. But it's a very complicated formula that they have to adhere to. Yeah, but Mike, you're not talking about the fact that we we keep under the table. There is a national conspiracy against all oh, Minnesota, Minnesota teams. Minnesota yep. teams and we don't talk. Well, about we've it. hit on both of them: the uh, Twins and softball. Now, now softball's finding out what it's really like, isn't it? Yeah, take that, fans. We're gonna have to go to break here. You know, we're gonna do the next segment because we haven't got gone through half the calls. But that did open up two phone lines. If you want to call us during this break, six five one nine eight nine. Nine two two six. I can tell you, our management likes it when we find these opportunities to hear from you. So make our management happy. Call us during the break. We'll talk to you right after this. Sports Huddle. Sid, Dave, and Mike. All right. Wow, you've done a great job. You filled the phone lines. You also have done a nice job on text messages. And that first text message happens to be for you, Sid. It said, Sid, you've been involved with the NBA since the formation of the league. Do you ever recall anyone you think was a better outside shooter than Steph Curry? No way. He's absolutely... And do you think that the Timberwolves could have had him if the great Dave, uh, what's your David Kahn. Kahn didn't screw up. I mean, can you imagine what he would have done here if he was here? Well, he uh, said he, he didn't want to play here, but they got to work this thing out. Yeah. I'll tell you, Durant's not too far back. He, he's a pretty good shooter, too. Yeah, no doubt about it. And, you know, well, we got a neighboring state. We got a lot of listeners in Milwaukee. How about a shout out for what's happening with that Milwaukee basketball team? Utah, I think they're so fun to watch. I heard Van Gundy say that Milwaukee's the best team. Yeah. There's no question who the best team is. It's Milwaukee. Now, whether or not they win it or not, it's another thing, but he says they're the best team. And, and it really is good for Minnesota to see that because that, that's where you get hope. No question about Sid. What's interesting is uh, uh, Thompson. Is a free agent after Clay? this year. Yeah, Think he'll come here? And so is Durant. Maybe he'll come. Well, maybe package him. Boy, you picked those guys up. We're competitive I think, right, right away. away. <laughs> I think one of them will go to the Lakers. Well, every year I think some free agent uh, will go to the Lakers. They got a LeBron, somebody or other uh, went there recently. It didn't quite work out yet the way they're hoping. All right, well, we got we got to get these callers. Who's been on hold the longest? Audrey. Audrey in Columbia Heights. Go ahead, Audrey. Thanks for your call. Oh. Whoa, do we can, can I throw one more at you quickly yeah, that ahead. I heard well, this week? Uh, a couple calls. of players I know uh, from the Wolves would like management to take a good look at Ricky Rubio. No kidding. Yeah, and, right. and you'd have to move Teague, but believe me. It's only the, $19 million. I mean, Yeah. Not that much need. But, but a lot of players would love to see Rubio come back. Interesting scoop. Did, uh, am I understand that Audrey's back? Oh, Audrey's gone. All right, let's go to line, uh, let's go to line one. Bob in Plymouth. Go ahead, Bob. Yeah. Good morning, fellas. Yeah, you're uh, on. I'm calling about Rudolph about the not signing him, yeah. which I think is totally ridiculous. Why they, they're even talking about it? They spent all that money on uh, quarterback Cousins. They always talk talking about he likes to play, throw to, uh, to tight ends all the time. And Rudolph could never run with him after he, he caught the ball. He's, he's been playing on that team for what eight nine years, and all of a sudden they can't sign him because of money. They can do what they want. Whatever they want to do, they will do. And if they don't sign Rudolph, 
then they will have a, a customer will have a, an excuse because of that. they don't have a, a, a decent, well-established tight end. All right, appreciate, yeah, appreciate your thoughts on that. I think we're a one mind that they're going to find a way to get it done with. Did I, now, do I see Audrey uh, is back? We we lost her again. Audrey, you need a better phone. I don't know what's going on. Audrey. All right, she's gone. Let's go to Jim in Detroit Lakes. Can we do that in line two? Jim there? Uh, good morning. Yep, go ahead. Got up. Uh, this would be a quite good question to ask Tom Kelly when he was on earlier. Okay. Um, when runners slide into second base, uh, you know, we were always taught as infielders uh, to just tag the bag. Uh, the, the runner has to obviously touch the bag in order to be safe, but you see so many infielders uh, touching the player or it seems like they'd have a few moments to, you know, just put the uh, glove on the bag rather than try to touch the runner and the runner ends up safe by, you know, touching their thigh up in their waist area. I mean, it, it just seems like a quick move. I mean, Javi Baez for Chicago is uh, probably a prime example of how he gets runners out by just, quick flick uh, and glove on the bag. Mike, I'm going to turn to you now, and I've got an, an answer to that, too. I, I assume he's talking about when they're stealing, because yeah, a force yeah, out, yeah. obviously, right. you just touch the bag, yeah. and you're saying just bring it down to the base as opposed to trying to find uh, a body part, a calf, a thigh, or something like that. And most of what he's talking about, I think, occurs when the throw's on the first base side, and the, and the, yeah. the second baseman or shortstop is just trying to do the best of catching the ball and then putting the glove down wherever he is as quickly as he can, and whatever body part happens to be there. Yeah, and, as opposed to just going for the base. Yeah, I, think okay. that, I think that's still taught to do what he called the yeah. right way, and he's, he's probably Probably uh, correct about that. All right, I'm a little. Uh, where do we go, Audrey? Audrey, I don't know what happened. Go ahead. Hi, I Hi. just got hung up on twice. Well, <laughs> we we apologize. Go That's ahead. That's okay. Say, um, when the Los Angeles Angels were here, I was watching the games, and I just I really got disturbed by how they could hit between the shift. They <laughs> sure could. Yeah, we were row two <laughs> behind the, home plate um, for that game. Do the Twins practice that? And I'll hang up and listen. Thank you. Well, Mike, go ahead, but I think yeah. I know your answer. Uh, it, it's pretty hard to practice that, but I'll say you've got experienced hitters uh, like Pujols, Pujols that can twice. drag their bat and, and move around a little bit. But I've never seen a game where, I, I don't remember, Dave, maybe 18 hits and you get beat. Right. That's, that's what the Angels did the other day. At 18 Four hits. or five beat the shift, but the statistics still go with the shift. Uh, but when you've got an experienced hitter like Pujols, who absolutely backed off on his swing, softened the swing, and punched the ball on 14 hops to the infield of the right and, side. And I think you'll see more of that now because now we're a couple of years into this, so players are starting to counter it. Rosario's bunt for a yep. base hit the week exactly. before. It was, it was a thing of beauty. All right, I'm getting the signal. We're out of time. This was so much fun. We're going to look at the maybe restructuring things a little bit in the 11 o'clock hour. I will tell you when it's time to call in the 11 o'clock hour. We'll give you a chance to get lined up again. But we didn't come near getting through all the phone calls. For us, this is a fun part, and we will make an effort to do it again. For right now, you've been listening to the Sports Auto with Sid, Dave, and Mike. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. 